MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Okay, so Lombardi Line, as we say good morning, week 10, the NFL. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point. Got a lot to do as we head out to Jersey and say good morning to Michael Lombardi. Hi, Michael. How are you? I'm great, Patrick. How are you today? You ready to go? Huh? Are you ready to do this today? Another Sunday, week 10. We're getting close to the Thanksgiving. Uh, good games coming up here. You know, good college football weekend. That was kind of fun to watch, wasn't it? Absolutely, and I am definitely fired up, and I would imagine you were as well when you saw last night the news come in about your boy Big Ben. So as we sit Uh, here, how about this, down to five, five and a half with Detroit in town. Oh, my. I mean, look, if the kneecappers are going to get a win, I mean, now's the time. you got Mason Rudolph, you know, he'll hold the ball. you got a chance. Uh, You know, look, uh, I saw today that I think what it was almost like – 200 and some people had Baltimore in the Survivor Contest. They're out. And now I think the most people this weekend have Pittsburgh in the Survivor Contest. Yep. And, you know, this is going to be a, this is going to be an interesting game. But you know what fascinates me more than anything when I look at the betting market and when I come in here Sunday morning is I always look and say, what are the most bet games going into Sunday, right? Yep. And you always think it's going to be those Seattle, Green Bay, New Orleans, Tennessee – and it's always the lot, the games with the with spreads, the Jets, the Jets game, right? The the Jets, uh, uh, Buffalo game, Atlanta, Dallas. I mean, mm-hmm. it's remarkable how the spreads equal more people inclined to bet. It's fascinating, right? I think you nailed it. Atlanta, Dallas, right now, I've got as the most heavily bet game on the board. And by the way, that one is three as far as the Survivor Contest. So you just said it. No, number one play today was Pittsburgh Survivor Contest. Number two was Colts. And number three, the Cowboys. So you just nailed it as far as most heavily bet. The second most heavily bet game, I have Buffalo and New York with Mike White under center. Mike White, you know what they're doing when he walks into the locker room, Michael? The team. Now, I know I'm going to say this in a bit of a shiding manner, but this is, like, legit. They, the team is obsessed with Mike White. When he comes in to the locker room, all they do is go, Mike White, Mike White. So this is starting to become an issue there. Well, I think what, the, what, what basically the team's saying is we want leadership from our quarterback. Right. We, want our, we want somebody to give us some leadership. And I think it's the same thing happening in Carolina. I, I suspect that Cam Newton will play some plays today. You know, I just read a report before we came on that, you know, Sam Darnold's probably out for the year, which I probably think is right with the shoulder. And they're going to let Cam see what he can do. That, that, that team needed more than anything. And I'm not saying they're going to win today, but that team needed some presence offensively. And unfortunately, Sam Darnold and Zach Wilson haven't had enough command to give it to him. There's some swagger with Mike White. Say whatever you want about him, you know? The guy, the kid believes in himself, and that that is what you want from your quarterback. You want your quarterback's 
personality to kind of infuse itself within the team. And, you know, we see this with Mike White. We're see, we'll, trust me, we'll see it with Cam Newton. Whether he's, he's, whether he's good enough to play or not, that remains to be seen. But the one thing about that game, the team will believe. I, you know, my sons, they had great practices this week because there's some energy. There's some energy down there. you got to get that out of your team. Okay, I like what you did there. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to throw the biggest storylines from the week and today coming into Sunday, and I just want give me your reaction. One, just to follow up, Buffalo's laying 13 in Jersey with Mike, uh, Mike White under center for the Jets. You talked about Roethlisberger. Robert Woods is out. Your thoughts? The Rams. Well, I mean, Robert, that's significant. Robert Woods' injury is out. Well, we got Odell. Well, you know, Robert Woods is better than Odell. Yes, I hate is. to tell everybody that. You know, I, I mean, he's better than Odell. That's going to hurt them. There's some chemistry between Woods and Stafford that's going to need to get developed. And now you can double cup. I mean, like I've said many times this week, you know, Beckham was never doubled. Nobody was going into the game saying, oh, my God, we got to take Beckham out. Beckham will, get, Beckham will get his opportunities to see if he can catch the ball with some consistency and get open with some consistency. This, that, to me, was a huge injury. Now you say, well, Beckham's a luxury. No, 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 no. Beckham was coming to a team that he could kind of blend in. Now, all of a sudden, he's got to be a very good second option, and Jefferson can remain the third option. Julio Jones headed to the IR. The hits keep coming for the Titans yet. Shocking. But, they, but Michael, they keep winning. Uh, it's remarkable. That, I mean, credit, credit to Rabel. But now you lose Julio, so that's A.J. Brown's on the field, right? You're playing against a very good Saint defense today, a very good Saint defense. And you've got, you know, you're going to have a hard time running the football on them. And you don't have Julio out there. You, they'll put Lattimore on A.J. Brown, and they'll say, okay, Ryan, you make some plays. And I'm sure they'll do a great job, and the Saints will do a good job. To me, I think this is a game that the Saints, Sean Payton will coach him up. It'll go down to the final minutes. It's a three-point game. I think the Saints have a chance to pull this one out. At some point, the fallen hero theory falls apart, right? I mean, you've lost, you've lost your best player in Henry. That's going to count. And I think this offensive line of Tennessee will get exposed a little bit against a very good defensive front of the New Orleans Saints. Last week, they kind of got slowly going. Remember, Atlanta scored points, but they picked up a fumble for a touchdown. They made a few plays. Matt Ryan was great. I'm not sure that could happen again in another week against the Saint defense. Titans open three. The number is sitting three. Hasn't budged there with the Saints in town. We'll get to that game more extensively coming up in just a bit here on the Lombardi line. Seattle Green Bay, guess what? Rodgers is back. Russell Wilson is back. Your thoughts? They're going to be, I mean, the, the, to me, the peeling part, this game opened at five. It's gone down to three and a half. I, I think the hook's important. You know, a bunch I, of threes out there, too, the Michael. Day. Sorry to interrupt you, but threes a out there as well. Of, but to I know, but you've got to get the hook here. I think the hook's are critical in this game. I really do. I think this will be a – I think that the under, untold story so far in the last month, too, I would say, Seattle's defense has improved, and so has the Chiefs. We think Seattle and the Chiefs' defense is bad, but over the last four weeks – I think Seattle's defense has played well. This is a must-win for Seattle. Seattle's got to go up there and get it. Now, Seattle's played since they played the Rams and they gave up ridiculous amounts of yards. The last three games against Pittsburgh, New Orleans, and Jacksonville, they played very well. You could say, well, there's no quarterback there. True. True, there was no quarterback. But their defense has played much better. They've created some turnovers. And Seattle, as a football team, with Geno Smith, and losing Russell Wilson, they have only committed, Patrick, so far this season, they've only committed four turnovers for the year. Mm -hmm. Four. 
That's pretty impressive. It's absolutely impressive. And I just want to stress why I think it's smart. You kept on talking about that hook, the most important number when betting the NFL. Three, that is the common number. And remember, three and a half um, ob obviously exponentially ups your odds. So make sure you're getting the hook, like Michael said. So next one up as far as big news coming into today. Well, I mean, it's just more of a continuation with Arizona. I don't think Murray's going to play today. These are game-time decisions. Rondell Moore may play. Hopkins most likely out. This is a banged-up team that also has Seattle next week. And here are the Panthers in town sitting 9.5 right now. You, you know, and if I think if Murray's a little bit under – uh, not not well with that ankle. Save him. Against this front, against this front of Carolina, I would sit him. They gave Carolina all they could handle last year. They beat Carolina in in they beat Arizona in Carolina last year. Murray was not the same player in that game. They kept him in the pocket. Phil Snow, the former defensive coordinator of the Baylor Bears, good win by Baylor yesterday, by the way. Mm -hmm. uh, the Baylor Bears, he understands how to play this guy, right? He's got a sense of what he wants and keeps him in the pocket. I think Carolina and the points is a hell of a play today. I really do. I think that this will be a tight game. I think there's some energy going on in Carolina, plus their defense will feed off that offensive energy. If they can get any production out of their offense at all, get some life to them, I think they'll put some pressure on Arizona. I totally agree. I, that feels a little heavy at 9.5, doesn't it? As a matter of fact, I think we it had does. it. It opened 10. So it's down to nine, nine and a half at most books with Carolina in town. That feels really heavy, specifically with the look ahead in division for Arizona coming up. Yeah, and I gotta, agree, you, you got to sit them. You got to be so careful. You got to be so careful with uh, uh, Murray. You don't want him. I mean, look, you don't want him to miss games, but you you, don't, you also need him healthy for the best games because remember. He's an undersized player. When he doesn't have the beep-beep, when he don't have that ability to move and do all those things, he becomes not just an average player, he becomes a below-average player. He relies on that movement to escape, to create the big plays. He's not a pocket passer. He's not going to sit back there and dissect and read. You know, He moves, slides, and throws. You don't have that ability to move, slide, and throw. That, that really hurts your offense. And the controversy continues inside the Lombardi household. Is it beep-beep? Or is it meep, meep? Uh, that goes back and forth. I've heard some people say it, you know, when you do the, when you do the uh, uh, captions, it's beep, beep. Sometimes it's meep, meep. I, I, you know. And Millie is team, and Millie is team so. meep, meep, to be fair? Yes, team meep, okay, meep. Okay, so she's yep, probably meep, meep. right. Yep. Um, the, probably game, right. the game that you and I are most looking forward to, I know your son is, that's Cleveland at New England. Now, the reason oh, I bring boy. this up is because let's be let, there's so much going on. Nick Chubb is out. That couldn't be bigger. Obviously, Kareem Hunt continues to be out. Uh, Felton's out. So they're going to have uh, a little bit of uh, putting things together at the running back position. Damian Harris for the Pats, uh, Stevenson. So there are big questions in the backfield for both teams here. I think we'll see Stevenson. We'll see a lot of J.J. Taylor at running back. I think this game's going to come down to New England's ability to limit big plays. This is what the game's all about, right? You watch Nick Chubb's 60-yard touchdown run. He breaks eight tackles to get there in the end zone. You know, they don't have that. You know, they won't have that ability to have somebody who's so dynamic in the backfield. And that's going to hurt them. And, it, and they've got to be able to play from in front in this game. Now, I think New England activated Trent Brown last night, expect him to play. They finally get their right tackle back, which I think will be critical for them. But this game is really all about the ability of New England's defense to limit the big plays, to force, to force Johnson or whomever 
to have to deal with Brian Hill. You know, make them break tackles. Put Baker in 12 to 15 third downs. You've got to put him in a bunch of third downs and see if he can execute. So, see if he can get through it. So, Michael, Philly is in Denver today. When we come back, we'll just they start with we'll start with who is in for Denver, including coaches. There's a lot of news coming out of Denver COVID-related as we continue here. Just getting started on the Lombardi line on a Sunday, week 10. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. to the Lombardi line on VSEN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, the regular season obviously here. Week 10, BetMGM is the king of sports books. Get over there right now, betmgm.com or download the BetMGM app. You go in-game betting, boosted odds specials, much more. If you're in town here in Vegas, stop by the strip, bring in a, your ID, and you're ready to go within minutes. Got to be 21 years or older. If you have a gambling problem, 1-800-522-4700. Just as a refresher, got to keep letting you know the away teams continue to dominate, cashing ATS at 56.3, along with the dogs this year, 56.7. So again, you're profiting if you're betting dogs, if you're betting on those away teams, ATS. And by the way, Michael, straight up, no home field advantage. Straight up, the away teams have the advantage no. straight up as well this year, which is wild. And the unders cashing close to 53%, just, to, just as a refresher. Now, Denver. No Pat Shermer calling the plays, COVID. No Drew Locke as a backup to Teddy, COVID. Three offensive linemen out with injuries. Four defensive starters out with injuries. And here comes your Philadelphia Eagles. The number right now, just to set it up for you, Denver hosting Philly. Uh, pick them, maybe Denver laying a point, but a lot's going on because of all these misses for Denver right now. And I think the most critical misses are in the Denver offensive line because when you play Philadelphia, you know, the, we know this, and the five times when they played legitimately good quarterbacks, right, when they played Justin Herbert, Tom Brady, you know, Derek Carr, uh, Patrick Mahomes, I mean, when they played those kind of level quarterbacks, they, they've only allowed, they, they've allowed 140 completions and only 28 incompletions. I mean, it's really remarkable. They're, they don't stop anybody. The, the fifth was Justin Herbert, so just recently, and he only had six incompletions in that game. So there's no uh, ability from Philadelphia to generate the ball to get broken up. I mean, last week against the Chargers, Patrick, this is almost impossible to do. Against the Chargers, the Eagles did not touch the football by their defense. They didn't touch the ball. There was no passes defended in the game. Hmm. That means nobody at the defensive line touched it. Nobody in the secondary got their hands on a ball. The six incompletions were just bad throws. That's all they were. They weren't broken up. And so what does that say? That says that the Eagles are so stubborn with their defense, right? They were going to play this weak safety role. You know, play, it's basically a three deep, but it's to the weak side. And they're going to play some cover two, and they're going to spot drop on zones. And against any good quarterback – you can complete passes. The key to success doing this, and, and Indianapolis does this quite often, and so does you know a lot of zone teams. Is you got to win up front. You got to be able to pressure the quarterback. You got to get the ball out quick. And with these four offensive linemen and some concerned, especially at tackle and inside, you know they lost Glasgow for the season last week an injury. They've already lost a couple of guys. This is going to be a hard game for Denver to block that front. 
You know, it's also as well, if you're going to go with Hurts here, the identity is running the football. When the Eagles have rushed for at least 30 times, they've done it four times this season, and two of their three wins, they've done that. Meaning, you just talked about the defense. Let's keep them off the field. The identity with Hurts, if you're going to have them under center, is run the football constantly. Well, they're running Oklahoma's offense. I mean, we saw Oklahoma's offense. I mean, that's who they are. I mean, and yeah. you know, I mean, look, the last three weeks. Let's just take the last three weeks where they're one and they're one and two. The last three weeks of Philadelphia, they've run for 135 against the Raiders. They lost that game. You, you know, they ran for a, a 236 against Detroit. They won that game, and they ran for 176 against the Chargers. They lost that game. In those three games, they, the highest total against the Raiders, they passed for 223, but we know they were behind in that game, and they had to try to play catch-up. Mm -hmm. They can't throw the football. I mean, they can't throw the ball. Uh, you know, the Eagles are 3-6. and six. Of their nine games, of their nine games, they have thrown the ball for under, uh, for under 200 yards four times. Mm. They can't throw the ball. They have no passing game. And that's because Hurts can't operate in a passing game. You have to run Oklahoma's offense. It's as plain as the, as the nose on my face. The longer they keep going down the Hurts road, they're just going to go nowhere. They can't throw the football effectively. They can't. And until they change that, they're not going to really be able to. Against Denver today, Denver's going to go into the game thinking we've got to stop them from running. We've got to force Hurt to make plays. And you've got to do a really good job of keeping Hurt in the pocket. You've got to keep him in the pocket. If you keep him in the pocket and make him play quarterback, the position of quarterback, where he has to throw the ball from behind the center to an open receiver or read the coverage, you're going to win the game. So the overs have cashed in five of the last seven on the road for the Eagles. However, battling statistics here, Denver game, 7-2 and two to the under this season, including three straight unders for the Broncos, Michael. So as far as pacing, yeah. what do you expect? 45 is the total in Denver. Uh, well, I think if you're the Eagles, you want it to be under. You need it to be under, and you need to pace the game, and you need your offense to hold the ball because I don't think the Eagles are in great shape as a, as a team. I don't. I don't think they practice hard enough. I think their analytical department's involved with their football team. I don't think that the, I think their defensive line gets tired so quickly. They rotate. They think they're a hockey line. You know, you think it's the Blackhawks playing the Red Wings. I mean, the way they rotate. Line shifts constantly because that's what analytics tells us we need to do, right? And you get up in that altitude, I think it's going to be a real problem. I think it's going to be a real problem. So, you know, they're going to have to keep the, the football team, keep their offense on the field and limit the amount of defense that they play because, Patrick, they can't stop the forward pass. I mean, they just can't do it. Any good quarterback, you know, and, and you don't have to be a great quarterback. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo didn't play great and beat him 17-11 to 11 earlier in the season, but it's so easy when you're a professional quarterback who's played a lot of games, like Teddy Bridgewater, to go out there and say, okay, they're in cover six. Okay, I'm banging the ball here. Up oh, there in cover two, I'm banging the ball here. Like, it's practice. You know, it's practice. What creates problems for most quarterbacks is confusion. Pressure in my face and confusion. Those, that's the formula for winning games. R.I.P. Sam Huff, by the way, you mentioned the forward pass. He didn't have to worry about it as much, but in 2021, we yep. do. Thoughts on, quickly on Huff, because I know that was probably somebody, Washington football team and the Giants, a Hall of Famer there. Yeah. 
Yeah, and you used to represent Marriott. You know, when I first got started on the road, you know, we all got Marriott cards because of the great Sam Huff. You know, it was you got a discount <laughs> at Marriott because he worked at Marriott. No, and no he, kidding. He broker to the league. Yeah, no, seriously. You can go to Marriott's and, you know, that, you know, when you're on the road and you didn't have to stay in those holiday inns where, the, you know, you open the door from the outside. Remember those holiday inns? Yes, absolutely. Or the Howard Johnson's. Uh, I mean, you know, Millie was looking for a hotel in Tallahassee. We're taking, taking her niece to college, our niece to college. And she's like, they have a Howard Johnson's down there. Like I didn't even think they existed anymore. You know, <laughs> last time I saw Howard Johnson's was in the was in the uh, was was in the uh, the the movie with uh, De, De Niro, the Irishman. They were all sitting outside at the Howard Johnson's. You know, so uh, I mean, I think Sam Huff was exactly like a lot of the players that, from that era, and I think it was real important. The Nitschkes, the Buckus, the middle linebacker during the era that Sam mm. played controlled the game. Yeah, he could. They could. That was the most important position on the defense. You had to have a middle linebacker. Now Nitschke could really run. When I spent time with Ron Wolf a couple weeks ago, Ron was talking about how fast Nitschke was. When they were getting ready to play him in Super Bowl two, they couldn't believe how fast Nitschke was. That he could really. That a man that big could run that fast. And so Huff was the same way. These middle linebackers from that era were the key to the defense. And as I've often said, is when your middle linebacker is slow, your defense is slow. When your middle linebacker is fast, your defense is fast. And that, think about that coaching staff with Huff there. Um, Landry directing the defense, and then your boy Lombardi directing the offense. Who was it? Jimmy Lee Howell, uh, head coach? I don't even Jim remember. Lee Jim Lee Howell. Was, was that the, who it was? Jim Lee Howell was the head coach. Yeah, there was a great picture. I don't know who put it up there. I retweeted it yesterday of Lombardi, Landry, and Jim Lee Howell all on the sideline. They're all wearing <laughs> hats. Classic. They're all in different <laughs> They're all in different suits. I mean, we need Berman to bring back the hat. You know, the fedora. I mean, it was just a classic look. It is it a classic so good. look. All right. Well, on the I've... sideline, I mean, they were all in coats and ties. And shout to Hojo, those that know, the Howard Johnson. Uh, Atlanta-Dallas. Okay, so this is the most heavily bet game on the board. Dallas coming off. It's amazing. You can throw it away if you want against Denver. And then Atlanta, a surprise in New Orleans, Michael. Open nine. Atlanta getting bet a little bit here as the numbers dip to eight. Yeah, I, I think, look, Atlanta has found themselves offensively. They've, they've created, and I give Arthur Smith credit. I mean, he is, he's determined to give his, his identity to this team. He can't run the ball. Right, the last three weeks, his rushing, his seventy-two, eighty-two, and thirty-four. But he keeps trying. He's tried. He keeps trying. <laughs> he keeps on going. He's trying. He's won. Th- I mean, they have won three of the last four games. They've won three of the last four games in the game. They lost to Washington at home. They had a chance to win that game at the end. They're getting better on defense. They're not great. This will be a challenge for them defensively. This will be a real challenge. I think A.J. Terrell has played really uh, improved his play. The corner that they drafted in the first round two years ago from Clemson, I think he's played really well. They struggle to stop really good teams. But what they've been able to do with Patterson, Patterson is going to be. Watch this. If you have Patterson's going to make a lot of money. He's going to get. He's going to get contract. I wouldn't be surprised if he got thirty-three million for three. You know, with with twenty million guaranteed from some team because this guy is a a jack of all trade. He runs the ball. He catches it out of the backfield. He runs receiver routes. I mean, the play he makes against the the, the Saints, he wins a one-on-one matchup, and Ryan drops it in there without Randy Gregory, without without. Demarcus Lawrence, the, the, can they put pressure on Ryan to keep him off kilter, to keep him from you know, not having that easy throw? Ryan's at 7.2 yards per attempt this year. He's getting the ball down the field. So they've done a nice job. I, I mean, I think this will be a closer game than you think. And the other thing about Atlanta, they have a great ability to backdoor cover. Yeah, five 
out of the last five for Atlanta, four to the over. This could be a high-scoring affair as Dallas looks to bounce back offense. By the way, Dan Quinn, any advantage there in 10 seconds to facing his old team? Well, I mean, he knows the personnel. I mean, that's that would be the only advantage he has okay. from a personnel standpoint. Well done. That's the most heavily bet game on the board. Atlanta-Dallas next. Will Hill joins right here. Lombardi Line, VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, first bet, Express Bet wants to get you in on all the horse racing action. So you can sign up today with the promo code Vegas1000. And when you do, you're going to get 10 bucks to bet right away. And you can receive up to $1,000 in bonuses. Okay, visit VSIN.com slash horses for details. And when you go there, use the bonus code Vegas1000. Good job, Michael, as far as the weather. couple things on weather today. As far as Green Bay is concerned, it's a it's a snowy situation right now, but it's going to clear up. Snowy pregame situation in Lambeau, but the snow will be over by kickoff. And then we do have a snow game with Detroit at Pittsburgh where a rain, <laughs> snow, mixture. That, as the game goes table on, for two. that one's going to get table worse. Table for two? Yeah. <laughs> table for two for the golf, for Mr. and Mrs. Golf, right near the heater? Oh, I mean, don't even worry about it if you're in Survivor now. With Mr. Golf going in cold weather, oh, my gosh. Yeah. This, I can't wait to see this one. 20-mile-an-hour gust of wind, thir- temps in the 30s with snow and rain mixture. Oh, once it's below 40. Once once we get below 40, table for two by the heaters right there. You know, right there. You could see the maitre d' come over, white tablecloth, two wine glasses right there. Yeah, Mr. He, Golf. He won't be starring in Gladiator. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> and, <laughs> Love this. and again, Lambo, as Michael gonna, said. I can't wait. I can't wait for him to get on the team bus and look outside. Oh my God. Yeah. Look at this he's gonna, weather. He's oh gonna be in, God. Yeah. He's gonna be crestfallen. And again, snowy there in Lambo, but supposed to clear up by kickoff. So we shall monitor that. Okay. New York City cast is the pod, of course, point spread weekly. Will Hill joins us now here on the Lombardi line as we say good morning to Will. Uh, what's going on, Will? How are you? I'm doing all right, boys. How are you? Doing very well. Let's get to all your picks. you got a bunch here. You're going to take the Jets and Mike White and take the 13 today <laughs> there in Jersey, of Buffalo in is. town. Mike White is my guy. I think similar to Kansas City, there's a little bit of a blueprint with Buffalo where you just play everyone back, keep Allen in the pocket, and really make him play quarterback. Make him throw short. Make him throw accurately. That's not his strength. He likes to get outside the pocket, make big plays. Last week, Jacksonville, they really confined him to the pocket made him throw underneath, kind of screwed with his head. He he wasn't accurate. He didn't play well at all. Uh, I'm actually a believer in White. I've been impressed with him. Gets the ball out of his hands quickly. Some of those skill guys look a lot better since Wilson went out, you know, Carter and Elijah Moore. So I think 13 points is a lot. You look at who the Bills have played, who they've beaten. I mean, who have they really beaten? They beat the Texans. They beat the Dolphins twice. I mean, they beat Washington. Their one good win is Kansas City. That looks worse and worse every week. So I think 13 is a lot. Give me the points here with the Jets. You know, it's so funny, you know, how things kind of change with Buffalo. They have really struggled. I mean, they have no interest in trying to get the running game going. They are very much like the Chiefs. You know, they, they have no, they've lost two of the last three games. Now, you could say, well, the Tennessee game, they slipped, and that cost them to lose that game. But, you know, I, I think you're right, Will. I, I think the more you make this guy play quarterback, the more you make him rely on using his fundamentals under pressure. I think that's the key. When he has time to set his feet and he can throw – then he throws accurately. But when he doesn't, he's a little bit like a golfer 
who, you know, doesn't rely, has to rely on his swing to hold up under pressure. And Allen, sometimes that accuracy gets away from him and it causes some severe problems. You know, they've cashed five unders of eight this year. Last year in total, the Bills cashed a total of six unders. That offense has been erratic. And as you mentioned, he, Dayball just does not. He doesn't, he, he disrespects the run completely. All right, Carolina will next one up. You're going to take another dog. PJ Walker, undecided, of course. I don't think Murray's going to play. You're going to take the nine with Carolina. Yeah, Sam Darnold is out for the Panthers. That's it. That's my whole handicap. Sam Darnold is out. He's not playing. That's all I need. Uh, you can get one of those Coke machines that Applebaum uses, put him at quarterback for the Panthers. It'll be an upgrade. <laughs> he killed the Panthers last week. He absolutely killed the Panthers. Uh, and like you said, Murray's not going to play. The Panthers are still pretty good on defense. Good pass rush. Second in the league, yards per play at five. Arizona, you can run on them. 31st in the league in terms of yards per carry on defense. McCaffrey's in. I just think this is a lot of points. Um, you know, I, I know McCoy played well last week, but they got ahead in that game. San Fran fumbled early. They kind of made it easy for McCoy. They gave him some short fields. Uh, I like Carolina here. I'll actually probably sprinkle a little on the money line. I think Carolina upsets him today. Wow. I, you know, I mean, look, the, Carolina's defense is good enough. If they get anything out of the quarterback position without turning the ball over, any production, they got a chance. I think we'll see a little bit of Cam Newton today. I think they'll have some packages for Cam Newton. I don't say they're going to have a lot, but I think you're going to see him. But I think you're going to see him involved in the team. I think he's there to give him some juice, and I think he will. Okay, another dog for you, Will. You're going to take New Orleans and Trevor Simeon catching three in Tennessee. Yeah, I just think this is a sell-high spot on the Titans. I think it's a total toss-up game. I just don't see how the Titans move the ball. No Henry, no Julio Jones. Uh, the Saints can put Lattimore on A.J. Brown. Then where do you go if you're the Titans? I, I mean, I know they've won four in a row, all its underdogs, which is really pretty remarkable, pretty unusual to do that. But if you look last week, they didn't do anything. Stafford basically just gifted them 14 points, gifted them the game. The Titans did nothing on offense. Saints are really good up front. They're really good on defense. I know they have no Camara. Uh, you know, I'm not opposed to an under here. I think this is like a 21-20, uh, 2018. Should be an ugly, low-scoring game. Three points is a lot in a game like this. Give me the points here with the Saints. I think it's really an underplay too. I I, I think both teams will will it'll be a conservative, you know, field position, you know, kind of duel it out until the fourth quarter and see what happens. And I and I think the it's going to come down to the final play of the game and who makes the kick and who doesn't. And I think three's a lot. I, I lean towards New Orleans here as well. Okay, and the one favorite Will Hill you're going to play today. You're going to lay it with the Colts, Jacksonville in town. You're going to lay ten. Well, we've seen how Urban Meyer's teams handle success. The first win against Miami, they followed that up. They had a bye. Then they went to Seattle and got absolutely blown off the field. Uh, I'm just skeptical that they can duplicate the effort from last week. Indy is a lot better than their record. They need the game. They're still in the mix here for a wild card. They're not going to win the division. But uh, this is a good Indy offense. I think Lawrence will struggle in the dome with the noise. Uh, I'll lay the 10 here with the Colts. I think they win this game by two touchdowns plus. Remember last year the Colts got upset down in Jacksonville week one, and then they came back in the final week of the season and beat them 28-14. to 14. So, you know, I, I think it's really important, especially with Tennessee, their injury history. I mean, this is one of those games where the Colts with some rest, they got to come out and really put a whoop into them. I mean, when you go back and watch that, that Jacksonville game, it was almost inexcusable for the Bills not to score more than six points. It really was. Uh, Jacksonville defense was good. I think Miles Jack is great. But I think, you know, now that we're over the Josh Allen tackling Josh Allen, you know, we got over that a little bit, Patrick. I think you'll see the Colts move the ball. If you noticed uh, an inauspicious uh, game that's been left off, and that is 
Minnesota. You're, are you off betting or fading, backing your boys, Minnesota, at Chargers today? Right now, Chargers are laying three. To me, that would be an over. Both those teams are going to have a hard time stopping people. The Vikings have been good on defense against the pass, bad against the run, but they're missing guys at every key level. Best pass rusher, best corner. Uh, Harrison Smith, I believe, is out. To me, both these teams are just totally allergic to playing a normal, uh, just a regular game. This will come down to the wire. I think the Vikings are a good teaser piece, uh, and I lean towards the over. But the Vikings are just so bad in close games. And, you know, Staley versus Zimmer. Staley's going to go for it on fourth down. Zimmer's going to be conservative. So I would lean towards Chargers, but I'm not going to lay the points here. Yes, Harrison Smith is indeed out the safety for the Vikings. The, the, I was in love with the Vikings on this pick all week until the COVID has just run rampant through their team. It makes me concerned. It almost leaned me towards the Chargers. But I will say this. This is the season for Minnesota. They, this is one of those custard last stand games. They've got to play well. They've they got to bounce back in this game. If they don't, they're, you know, their season's over, really. I mean, it might be over anyway, but this is one of those they've got to handle. Two other misses quickly, Will and Michael, that I, I think most know Alvin Kamara is out for the Saints today, and Edmonds, the linebacker, Michael, out for the Bills as well. That's the that's the one that hurts today. And then Star Latouille's out for the Bills today, too. He just went on COVID. So they lose two of their key players, their rundown player in Star Latouille, and then Edmonds is their middle linebacker. He's the guy that really helps their defense. The interesting thing is going to be how Mike LaFleur handles the blitz package coming from Sean McDermott and Leslie Frazier, the defense coordinator. They do a great job of attacking protections. Early in this game, we're going to see how they handle those protections and if they are going to be in the right protections at the right time. Okay, Will, any thoughts on the way out? The picks, of course, Will Hill, he's got the Jets, he's taken with the Panthers, he's taken with the Saints, and he's laying with the Colts. Anything else? You got a thought on Kansas City at Vegas? Kansas City's laying two and a half. I think it's actually, I haven't picked them once all year. I think it's a good buy low spot for Kansas City. The Raiders have had a lot of issues between Gruden and Ruggs and the, the D-back last week getting released. Uh, I think this is a good buy low spot on the Chiefs. I actually think the Chiefs are going to come alive this week. I like the, uh, Kansas City. Michael, that's one that I know you've been debating putting in your official plays, yes? Yeah, I mean, I like the I, – I go back and forth on this one. I, I, I do, you know, and I think it's always going to be a close game, and I think you got to take – if the home team's getting points, I lean towards taking the home team here. Uh, I mean, again, I'm going to believe – I haven't seen the Chiefs play well offensively. I mean, how many more times are they going to burn you? And one thing about Bradley when he was at the Chargers, he always played the Chiefs well. He always played the Chiefs well. So to me, I think it'll be a fun game. It's probably a good game for me to pass on, but I, I actually like the Raiders. In my, in my book, in my numbers, the Raiders should be the favorite. Remember they the should Ch be favorite. And the Chiefs and the Raiders sl split last year uh, on each other's fields. So the Raiders came here and yep. beat Vegas by three, I believe it was, and the Raiders went up and beat up on the Chiefs pretty good. Will Hill, New York City cast. Remember, it's up at vcin.com slash podcast and also point spread weekly. Thank you, buddy. Enjoy week 10. See you guys. Appreciate Thanks, Will. It. Okay, that's Will Hill. Coming up next, our buddy Josh Applebaum joins for our first uh, market update of the day. We'll continue to update you on the weather as well as we get it going here. Week 10, Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. to the Lombardi line on VSEN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now once again, here's Patrick Maher.
Okay, Brent, thank you. It is the king of sportsbooks. Bet 10 bucks to win 200 today over at BetMGM. It's the best promotion going. So anybody scores a touchdown today with that $10 Moneyline bet, you're going to win 200 bucks. VSIN200 is the code, V-S-I-N-200. Visit BetMGM.com or download the BetMGM app right now. Okay, Michael Lombardi getting situated there in Jersey. We've got Josh Applebaum, of course. The podcast, you can find Will's podcast, Josh's podcast, all of our podcasts, vston.com slash podcast. Market Insights is the pod every day, Monday through Friday with Pritch. I'm betting across America, and we say good morning to Josh. Hi, Josh. How are you? Good morning, Patrick. Good morning, Michael. Happy uh, NFL Week 10 here today, guys. And you guys were mentioning it off the show, and I think it really bears repeating. Dogs, dogs, dogs. The NFL this year, we've seen dogs perform great. They're 79-57 and 57 against the spread, 58% overall. Remember, we got to go 52.38% or more in order to overcome that juice. So when you're cashing 58% of your dog plays, guys, $100 better will be up almost uh, $1,500 right now, just betting blindly dogs all year. But a couple interesting things, guys. Really what we've seen is the, the mitigation of home field advantage. It's something we've been talking about. Last year we saw it in COVID where dogs did well, especially on the road. We are saying, hey, no fans in the stands. When we get back to normal, we'll see that home field advantage come back. It hasn't. Road dogs this year, 51 and 30 against the spread, 63% overall. And really, guys, the distinction is road dogs getting seven or less versus road dogs getting seven and a half or more. It's these shorter road dogs plus seven or less that have done very well, 43 and 15 against the spread, 74%. The road dogs that are seven and a half or more haven't done as well, eight and 14 against the spread, 36.4%. So we got a lot of matches to this system today, guys, looking at these dogs and road dogs. Uh, so first one on the board, uh, looking at the Saints here, guys, this has been a really interesting line freeze on this game. And I think Will Hill made a really good point with this one because you have two teams uh, kind of on opposite ends of the spectrum or in terms of public perception from last week's game. New Orleans loses straight up as a six and a half point favorite against Atlanta. Meanwhile, Tennessee, huge uh, upset win over the Rams, 28 to 16. Uh, you cover as a seven half, uh, seven point dog and went outright. But here's the thing. This reminds me a lot of, uh, if you go back a couple weeks, when the Giants uh, were playing the Carolina Panthers, Giants were getting three at home. And even though everyone was on Carolina, the line didn't move at all. So we're seeing that line freeze here uh, with New Orleans. Again, they're a dog off a loss, which has been good this year, 58% ATS. And also interesting thing, guys, uh, this is an article in Deadspin uh, that the Reddit users uh, came up with. So I got to give them credit. But if you're very simple, buy low, sell high, you didn't cover last week and you're playing a team that did cover last week, you take the team that didn't cover, those teams are 39 and 14 against the spread, 74% overall. And what I like, guys, is Alvin Kamara was ruled out for this game. And even though he's out, obviously Julio Jones is out too for Tennessee, but there was no buyback on Tennessee once Kamara was out. So that kind of tells you, even though he's going to miss the game, this line didn't get to three and a half. It's staying three, even though everyone's betting Tennessee. I'm looking at New Orleans and the points there. The other one, or a couple to keep an eye out for, Seattle. They're off a bye. They get Russell Wilson back today. Conference dogs plus seven or less are 66% ATS this year. And if you look at dogs off a blowout win, uh, they win by 20 or more. You come back next week, you're a dog. 17 and eight against the spread, 68% uh, last couple years, six and two ATS this year. And Russell Wilson, as a dog, Michael, a road dog in particular, 18 and eight against the spread, 69%. And it's similar to kind of how Kamara was out and you didn't have buyback on Tennessee. Same thing here, which is why I like Seattle. I think Michael was right. You want the hook there, three and a half. It actually opened five. It's down to three. And even though it looks like Rodgers is going to play, even though he hasn't really practiced, it's pretty much stayed at three. Also, keep an eye on Philly. We joke that they don't need the points, but if you can get a point here, I'd grab it. Philly's on the road at Denver. Denver was actually minus two and a half pretty much all week. This line is now falling down to one or even trending toward a pick'em. Uh, you do look at 
couple uh, both tackles out injury wise for Denver. Bowles and Bobby Massey both out. And we're seeing this movement toward Philly. The other one would be uh, Cleveland and New England, guys. Pretty much consistent movement toward Cleveland. There's a little bit of buyback here. The Patriots opened minus three. It got all the way down to minus one and a half. So we're saying, okay, a lot of money coming in here on Cleveland. But then when Nick Chubb was ruled out with COVID, you saw a little buyback Patriots, minus one and a half or so. It's back up to two and a half. But guys, you got a lot of matches with the Browns here. Road Dogs, 63% ATS. Road Dogs, three or less, 75% ATS this year. That dog off a blow-off system match. And also a teaser play. If, you, if you're worried about maybe a Patriots three-point win, Browns are in a really good teaser spot. Two and a half, up to eight and a half, go through three, go through seven. And I'd be maybe looking to pair them with the Raiders tonight. Primetime dogs are killing it. 20 and eight ATS. You could wait for a Raiders three, or you could go two and a half, up to eight and a half. But keep an eye on these dogs, road dogs, and these road dogs plus seven or less. That's really been the moneymaker this year. Okay, Josh and Michael, part of uh, the dogs there, Lions catching five and a half. How about our buddy Ben Fox reporting? <laughs> so We always talk about timing the market. How about this better who timed the market on the Lions? $520,000 bet on the Lions at catching nine, and now it's down to five <laughs> and a half. That is good timing. You got the best of it, even if you lose your bet. You know what's interesting about that is this line's moving because of Ben, and Ben shouldn't move a line. I mean, Ben shouldn't move. Has anybody watched Ben play? He shouldn't move a line at all. He should not move a line at all. I mean, I'm happy for the guy who got the nine. I'm happy for the people that got the five because you're not getting a good number at this at five because you're, you're, what you're saying at the five is, is that Ben's worth a lot of points. He's not. Watch him play. You know, I'm not saying Mason Rudolph's any good, but I'm just saying that, that there's just no way. I think what you have more running for your favor, why this line should be moving in your direction, is because the table for two by the heaters for Mr. Goff and knowing Goff playing in under 40-degree weather. I think that's moving the line. Ben's not moving the line. I mean, he's a name, but he's not moving the line. Watch him play. He, they can't get anything going. It's They scream, scream loudly. They need a quarterback, the Pittsburgh Steelers. They need it. It's over. He can't throw it anymore. It's not the same team. It's the name, but it's not. And this, to me, is one of those false decisions. It's You're betting on this number. You're chasing it because they don't have Ben. Who cares? Who cares? It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Nine is a great number. Uh, Detroit at Pittsburgh. Great number. It is. It really is. It happens to also be one of the weather games today, Josh. A gust up to 20-mile-an-hour winds as far as rain, snow, mix. It's going to get worse as the game progresses. Uh, you got anything else as far as the wind? Yeah, you're totally right, Patrick. And by the way, Patrick, only a 520000 bet for you on your Lions? I thought you'd Thank go you. a million today, but you got good closing line value, so good job, Patrick. Deep but, pockets uh, only. Yeah. <laughs> Deep pockets, my man. So at least just cover. I would say I bet you a lot of people are going to tease Pittsburgh down, you know, six down to a pick them, that sort of thing. It may even get to five and a half at some shops. But Patrick, you're totally right. This is another system to look out for. We talked about these dogs, these road dogs, but here are your windy underplays. The windy unders last week went 4-0. and On the year, they've been great. If you look at these windy unders, 10 miles an hour or more, they're 28 and 14, 67%. And if you layer on another one, maybe why you might like Pittsburgh here, if you also have a non-conference under, 28 and 16, 64%, kind of that lack of familiarity, maybe uh, benefiting some some defenses here, keeping these games a little bit lower. But you're totally right, Patrick. Uh, weather in Pittsburgh, you know, it's going to be kind of gross, maybe a little bit of rain. It's going to be kind of cold, like 35 degrees, 10 miles an hour of wind. Your other matches would be the Packers game, as you talked about, Patrick. Uh, that thing's like 49 and a half. You can find a hook there. It may get down to 49 
Uh, and then, of course, that Titans game that has that line freeze uh, in favor of, uh, of the Saints there. We've seen that one about 45 down to 43 and a half, 43. And guys, one other game, I know this doesn't fit that, you know, short road dog plus seven or less, but a lot of money coming on the Atlanta Falcons here. You guys hit on it. Uh, but if you look at this line, it opened around laying nine points here for Dallas at home. It's now down to eight. Why is that important? Because public just says, you know, with uh, the Cowboys here off that bad loss against Denver, they have to bounce back. They have to roll. They'll take care of business against the Falcons. But if we look at these conference dog guys, they've been very, very good this year. Uh, they're 63% ATS overall. And you're looking at um, a spot here where uh, Atlanta, with their offense, may be keeping you in the game, covering the number. And, Michael, your buddy, Craig Rolstad, who's going to be calling the uh, the flags today as the, as the lead official, he's about 60% ATS to road team. So I'd be looking at uh, a spot there with the points with Atlanta. I think my man, I think the one guy is, Scott, I'm sure everybody's driving to the stadium today. I think he's in New England. I, I really do. Mr. Let me Novak? see. i got to double check. I, the, Scott no, Novak? No, John Hussey's in New, New England. Let me see where Scott Novak is. Don't tell me he's on New Orleans, Tennessee. Nope, that's Booger. I'll find him. Don't worry. I mean, I'm sure everybody's driving to the stadium. Can't wait to watch Scott Novak officiate these games. Cleveland? No, I don't think he's not there. I'll get it. Don't worry. Continue talking. Did you have I, 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 did you have I'll when solve. you were in the office? Did you have relationships with the officials? Yeah, you always do. You kind of know them, and you kind of you kind of do a lot of work on them, and see you know what you know what they're you know what they're going to call. You try to alert your team to them and tell them how they're calling games and what you've got to look out for and what you've got to be involved with and understand it. And and you break it down more more than what Josh talks about with the officials, the main guy. It's really the crew. You know, you got to know the crew. You got to know you know who the umpire is, what he calls, how many calls he makes, what he does. To me, that was more significant than the main guy you know the main guy kind of like is we'll, we'll let the we'll let the game you can see if it's going to go a certain way but the crew is really what you're always constantly thinking about maybe maybe take the crew to the bada bing the night before have fun ingratiate yourself <laughs> assimilation no. uh, yeah uh, Novak I, I, I it looks like he's in jersey uh, no is he at the is, Jets is that game? what you yeah. said Stephen yeah he's, he's Bill's at Jets, the Jets. Yep. <laughs> yeah, Novak. Oh, that, and your thoughts on I'm Scott Novak? You, what, are, what are your thoughts on Novak? The turnpike, the turnpike is loaded with broken heroes. They're just driving down there on a last chance power drive to see my man Scott Novak officiate this game. <laughs> there's no chance. There's there, everybody. The whole state of Jersey's coming out to watch him officiate. We Novak, know this. He, Novak gets more run than Aaron Rodgers on this show. Next, Tampa's <laughs> up to ten in Washington. We got that next. <laughs> 